Welcome to The Lorraine Murphy Show. If you're anything like me, you want a successful, abundant business, epic energy, a growth mindset, vibrant health, and beautiful relationships. And this podcast sets out to help us achieve all of that together. I've been in the entrepreneurship arena for almost a decade now and have mentored hundreds of other business owners. So I know what goes on behind the scenes and what it takes to succeed. This podcast shares the tips, tricks, learnings, and lessons I lean on in order to blend the different facets of my life as an entrepreneur, author, wife, and mama to two gorgeous little humans. Let's jump in to today's episode. Hello, and welcome to my 2022 highs and lows edition, the personal episode. I am high on life as I sit down to record this to you because I've been working behind the scenes on another podcast, which I'll tell you about shortly. And I've been doing lots of interviews. Like I've got, I must have about 20 interviews banked up now with brilliant, brilliant, brilliant experts and entrepreneurs. And I haven't actually sat down and done like a solo episode like this and I've really missed it. So it's really, really exciting to be doing this today. And I'm also excited because this is the last Monday before Christmas as I'm recording this. My entire family is out. I have no meetings. I have no makeup on. I'm wearing a hoodie and I'm wearing my Uggs because it is just freezing in Sydney. I don't know what's going on. We are not having a normal summery December right now, I can tell you that much. So yeah, I've got a whole day just to create today. I've got no meetings, no, yeah, no calls, nothing. So I'm really, really excited to be sitting down and, and reflecting on, on 2022 as a year. So if this is the first one of these episodes you have listened to, welcome. For the last, well, since I started the podcast, which was in 2019. So yes, this is my third year doing this. I have sat down at the end of each year and I've recorded a personal highs and lows episode. And I also do a business version as well, which I'll be recording after I finish this, this particular episode. And it's a really nice chance for me to reflect on the year that was and also to pass back as many learnings as I possibly can. I really see that as my role as a mentor, uh, obviously to, to female business owners, but also to kind of women more broadly and probably a few men in there, hymen. And I really see that as my role is to kind of figure out as much stuff as I can and then pass back the lessons and the learnings that I've had to save other people (laughs) the time that I've invested in figuring that particular thing out. So, and also this will be the last episode for a while on the Lorraine Murphy show. I am moving this show to the back burner because I am launching the Bold Darling podcast in January, which I have been beavering away on behind the scenes for the last few months. I was actually aiming to launch it in December. And then I just said, I I was just reading the room and it just felt like everyone is just tapped out. I know like friends, uh, me, uh, definitely. But it's just a very noisy time of year. I know particularly for those of us who have kids, there's a lot of end of year things and school holidays have started. And I just wanted to make sure that the show got the space that it deserves uh, because it's been such a such a, a huge event of work for me, of course, but also the incredible guests that I've gotten to interview. So I just wanted to make sure that it had its time in the sun. Hopefully it will be sunny in January. So it'll be launching in January. So this show, Lorraine Murphy, I'll be dropping in here every now and then, like to do obviously episodes like this. And yeah, if there's anything kind of I feel called to create something that's more like more personal to me and and more broader I guess in terms of scope because the Bell Darling show will be quite specifically for female entrepreneurs I'll talk about more about that in the business highs and lows episode so yes I will pop up here occasionally but most of my podcasting efforts and love will be sent into the Bell Darling podcast which will be launching January and if you have enjoyed the last few seasons of the Lorraine Murphy show where it's been quite business focused but also as you know I don't just talk about business with our business hat on. I also fully recognize that we are also spiritual beings. We want to look after our our well-being, our physical well-being, uh, our relationships, all of the different parts of us that make us up as you know, these these holistic individuals rather than just business owners. So yes, that that's what's coming up in January. So I'm going to dive in and I was actually really happy. I feel like this has been overall a really, really good year. I feel very, very, very grateful to have the year that I've had. And it was only when I sat down this morning and cozied up in the armchair in the corner of the office here to to map out what these highs and lows were, I realized like 
kind of doubly realized just Jesus, this has been a really good year. Like it's felt like a really, really, really good year. And I'm, as I said, incredibly grateful for that. And at the end of the day, if everyone we know and love is, is healthy and happy, then we're, we're in an incredibly fortunate place. So I'm going to dive in. At, <laughs> how many highs have I got? I've got eight, I've got eight highs. And I've got three lows. So I think I'll just intersperse the lows <laughs> with the highs. All right, I'm going to dive in. First high was travel. Oh my gosh, how much did I miss that? How much did we all miss that? So this year was a big year of travel after being grounded in Australia for the last few years. And I was itching to get out of the country. So in, I think it was March, I said, right, we're going to Bali. It's happening. And the way we planned it was I would have 10 days solo with, or sorry, not solo, 10 days with Wilder in Bali. He would come over with me and that would be a mix of um, obviously time with him because I took Lexi to Bali for eight weeks when she was eight months old and we had the most incredible adventure and Wade came and visited us and my mom and sister came and visited us and I just really wanted to create that with him a, a dial down version obviously less time but I was really really excited to create that with him and, and show him Bali which is you know my my happy place so I had 10 days in Bali with Wade and also did some work in that time and we had our beautiful nanny who had looked after Lexi for those couple of months Asti came and looked after Wilder as well and I got to see all my favorite healers and go to yoga barn we went to Ubud and yeah, it was just magic. And I didn't actually post that we were going away. I didn't talk about it because I was just still so paranoid <laughs> about could we get COVID? Like what could happen? Are we going to be able to get out of the country? Are we going to be able to get into the country? I just didn't, did not know. So yeah, Wilder and I just kind of hopped on a plane and uh, I, I posted the next morning. It was so fun. It was a, a selfie of me and him. And I said, I've woken up in my happiest of places. Can you guess where I am? And so many people guessed Bali. I was like, oh, you Instagram friends, you know me so well. But yeah, everyone was like, oh, what the hell? You're in Bali. So that, that was pretty fun as well. So yeah, we had 10 days in Bali and it was just so special to be back there. Uh, we we stayed in the same hotel that I, I always stay in in Ubud and have become like quite friendly with, with some of the staff there and was talking to them. But, you know, their experiences during COVID and, and how incredibly difficult it was for the people of Bali. So whenever anyone was talking to me about how is it over there on Insta, I was like, just please come, please come. Like they really want tourists, like they want to feel normal again, you know. And I didn't actually think about it because COVID hit us here in Australia around like March 2020. They actually had it from October. So Nyepi, uh, which is a big uh, Hindu festival, they had it from November so their kids didn't go to school for two and a half years, which is just crazy, like crazy. Um, anyway, this is going to be a very long episode if I dive down tangents. But yes, we got into Bali and then Wade and Lexi. It was so fun. We moved to another hotel. Oh my gosh, where do I can't even remember the name of the where we were. Oh, it'll come back to me. But we moved, myself and Wilder moved to another hotel and I checked in and set up the room and and then Lexi and Wade arrived. I think it was about 10 o'clock that night on the Friday night they arrived. So it was so cool. Like while was asleep and in, in the, uh, we had like two interconnecting rooms, which was amazing. <laughs> oh my God, life changing. And I went down to reception to let them up in the elevator and like just to see them. I was like, oh my God, we're at Bali. It was so fun. And we had a week there as a foursome and it was just beautiful. Like Lexi just loved it. And it was just so brilliant having a nanny available. And um, so Asti wasn't staying with us. So she would come like on the days that we we'd booked her. And yeah, just to have like, cause the kids went down at seven. So we would put the kids down at seven and Wade and I were out most nights. Like it was just amazing. Just the, the amount of date nights we had and yeah, just the ease of having ha helping hands on, on a holiday like that was just incredible. And then I flew back solo with the kids, which I was very proud of myself. They were amazing. I uh, flew back overnight and then Wade stayed on for a week in Bali. So he did some solo time and then he had one of his besties fly over from Singapore to spend a few days with him as well. So yeah, we, we traveled. We left the country in May. And then other travel that we did then in July, we went back to Ireland. So I had a two-year-old nephew that I had never met before. And obviously my family had never met Wilder. So yeah, we flew back to Ireland, high excitement flying back in July. And 
I was feeling a little bit apprehensive because I remember that kind of one and a half year old stage like that between age one and age two, I found the most challenging with Lexi flying. So I was a bit like, oh, how are we going to go with Wilder? And, and he was actually fine. He was super chill. He just, he just struggles to sleep. Like Lexi will just lie down and sleep when she's tired and like sleep for eight hours on the plane. She's amazing. But Wilder, like he's, I don't know, he was sleeping on us. He's not a small child. <laughs> so he just struggled to stay asleep, like to get asleep and stay asleep. So, um, yeah, but he was he was really chill about the whole thing. He just yeah struggled struggled to sleep, and then because we we had, oh we had a seat between us for the first leg as far as Abu Dhabi, and then we had no seats on any of the other three well five flights that we did. So we flew Abu Dhabi, um, Sydney Abu Dhabi, Abu Dhabi Dublin, and my mom and dad picked us up at the airport, and we went to my sister's house, which is where we were staying, and she's pregnant. Well, she's now had her baby, but she was pregnant with her third baby, and. I was like, oh my God, we're here. Like we're here. And I feel like I never really appreciated going back to Ireland fully because it was like, oh, I'll be back next year. Like I went back twice in 2019, thankfully. Obviously we got locked in for three years then. And I just didn't appreciate it. And just being back was like, oh, it felt like a real grounding back into my roots again. Like the smells, the food, the weather, like everything just felt really grounding and I hadn't realized how ungrounded I felt. Like, of course, Australia you know, feels like home. It's where our, our family is and my friends are and my business and all the things. But I didn't realize how much I needed that anchoring back into where, where I'm from, like to my roots. And for our kids to experience like Wilder's first time back, it was Lexi's fourth time back, I think, in Ireland. And just for her to have time with her cousins, like we got there and so my, I've got a niece who's three and three and a half. Um, Lexi's obviously she was four. No, she just turned five when we went back. And then Jamie, my nephew, is two, and then Wilder's one. So we had like a one, two, three, and f- five year old. And it was just like we got there, and like obviously Lexi being on a twenty four hour flight, so she's flogged. And we get back in the morning, and my parents and my sister are making like a massive like fry up, an Irish fry up, like traditional Irish breakfast. And the girls were like quite standoffish, like, hi, hi. And then within two seconds, they were up in our bedroom at my sister's place, like sitting on the bed, playing, drawing. And I just had this moment, like, oh, I feel emotional. Just standing in the doorway of watching the two of them on the bed playing. And I was like, wow, like, this is what it is about. Like, this is what it's about. Them having this time to have, you know, cousin time. And I'm one of 40 cousins, like I've got a very big family and a lot of those would be very, they, they feel more like brothers and sisters. So for me, just to see her with a cousin her own age, just got ish, you know, similar age, just, yeah, I was like, oh, like my sister's kid, like, oh, it's really, really special. So we had, we were away for four weeks, actually. So we had a couple of weeks in Ireland and it was really fun. We went, we were back in a week in Ireland and then we traveled down to County Kerry, which is in Southwest Ireland for my cousin's wedding. So it was like a massive Irish wedding. We were there for three days. Like it was just so cool just to have all that time with family. And the wedding was super fun, like so much dancing, like we just loved it. It was, yeah, his, my family love him more than me. Like <laughs> the next morning I was talking to one of my aunties, Carmel, and she was like, oh, you know, the first thing, we're all just talking this morning in our house about, you know, everyone's like, isn't Wade just so cool? Like, he's so fun. And I'm like, and and me? And she's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that was super fun to have that time. And I also to go somewhere else in Ireland. And then we flew to Spain. So we had booked 10 days in Spain. Um, one of my cousins lives over there and on the yeah, Costa Blanca, so the white coast. And we had 10 days there and loved it, like just loved the area and got to hang out with my cousin, did some really nice hikes. Uh, yeah, it was super, super fun. Like Lexi loved the ocean there. She was like, mama, the water's so warm. And she's normally quite nervous about like waves and she's not super confident kind of being in, in the ocean. And the beaches that we were going to like just much, much gentler waves. And we also got her like a little kind of donut ring thing so she just it was so interesting just a small addition like having that floaty thing and then she just bobbed around in the waves like flung herself headfirst into them it seemed to really give her some confidence around them and then just seeing Wilder like playing on the beach in Europe like he just he's like you're such a Euro baby 
<laughs> so yes, we had um loved loved the time in Spain, but it was interesting, you know, having been to Bali and having Asti on hand, and then being in Ireland, and we just did so much like a swapping of kids. So myself and Wade took Lexi and Fia, my niece, into the city for the day, and my sister and her husband took Wilder. Uh, so there was a lot of that, like taking three kids at a time, two kids at a time, or one of us, like one of the couples, will be at home with all the kids and vice versa. So yeah, just to be in Spain and like my cousin took the kids for one after when she took them for a lunch so we could go have lunch together and then she took them for a date night so we she came and babysat them so which was amazing but yeah just not having like and we, we were moving around a bit like we were trying to cover some ground we we're in spain as well but it was like whoa this is full on like holidays with kids are full on <laughs> so yeah travel was a huge one this year and then the other highlight then was going down to melbourne so we went down to regional victoria to see Wade's nan. She's 101, which is amazing. And we, yeah, so we got to see her and then we had, God, 48 hours in Melbourne and we just packed in like friends time. We saw four different groups of friends or family and yeah, so fun, so intense, was exhausted, but it was super fun to, to, yeah, just to get to see, see people. And I mean, Wilder probably doesn't really know what's going on yet, but like for Lexi just to kind of get on planes and have adventures, like that's what we want for them, you know, just to have those adventures. So yeah, travel, epic highlight of this year. Another huge highlight was my 40th. So I turned 40 in November and I was kind of like trying to decide what to do. And I was like, you know what? I just really want to like have some time with my girlfriend. So we were going to go away, like up the coast or something with my, like my, 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 really innermost gang and there was a couple of people who there were things going on with husbands so they needed to be kind of more local so we ended up going on a staycation in the city so we stayed at the star in sydney and yeah spent two nights there we got a like a two-bed apartment and just had fun had you know long lunches hangs at the pool long breakfast uh breakfast on saturday night then a group of us went to, I hired an area in um, the new Crown, what's it called? Crown Towers? Yes, in Sydney, in Barangaroo. And we had a night that the theme was sequins. So a few of us got ready together in our apartment. And it was just so fun, like doing each other's makeup, styling each other's clothes, doing each other's hair. And we're all like bopping around to music, drinking champagne and dressed in sequins. And it was, yeah, I just realized how much I'd missed that. And I mean, I, I, I really... I have such admiration for women who really prioritize those like girl weekends away. Cause I know a lot of my mentees do it. A lot of my friends do it. And it was just brilliant. I like, it was so energizing and just to be able to, the biggest thing I noticed from it. And I commented on this to a few of the girls was just having time to have a conversation. You know, it's not that you've got a brunch or a, a walk or a coffee or something where you've got to kind of pack it all in that there's that abundance of time and space where you can loop back on tangents you're not worried you're going to be just, you know, interrupted by kids or haven't got to get back for a meeting or whatever. It just felt so luxurious just to have that time to talk and not be interrupted. It was really, 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 really special. So that was a huge highlight of this year. And then, so that was the weekend. And then on the Tuesday, which was my actual birthday, uh, Wade and I headed up the coast. So we went to Bells of Kilcare and it was our first night away since Wilder was born. And I was really itching for that. Like w- until Wilder was, was weaned. I was like, okay, I can't wait to have a night away. It's the first thing we're going to do. First thing we're going to do is have a night away. And he was fully weaned in August. And then just, I don't know, just life. We just didn't, we hadn't planned anything. So I felt, felt like that made it extra special. And we got there and checked in and we, uh, so what we, we drove up and then we went shopping. So we went to Honey Birdette for a 40th birthday present for me and probably him to be fair as well. And then we went and checked in and like we just got there and we got to our room and we just went, Oh my God, we have nothing to do. Like, yeah, we sat out in the back veranda and talked for a couple of hours. Uh, he, he had a sleep, I think. I had a bath. Then we got ready. I'd booked like an early dinner. So we, we had dinner in, in the hotel. So we had dinner at like 6 30 I think we like such an early dinner and it was just magical just to have that time together and that romantic time and it just felt like such a treat like such a huge huge luxury to have that time with him and just to remember oh yeah like we're you know we're romantic partners and lovers as well as you know mom and dad and the logistics and the who's who's picking this up and who's doing what it was really really special and I know that you know we both know that and then when you finally have that time again you're like 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You're still here. I'm still here. We're still here. And so that was really special. And then the next day we woke up and it was our 10 year wedding anniversary. So we got married the day after my 30th birthday in, in Jesus when 2012. So we had a really special day. We went for really long, lazy breakfast at the hotel and checked out. And then we went for a walk, this beautiful walk in Booty National Park and Booty means heart. And uh, we renewed our vows. We just sat on the beach. I was like, oh, we should have like arranged a ceremony and a celebrant and photos. And we just sat there on a bench in our active wear and renewed our vows to each other sitting on that bench, which was really, really beautiful. And then we came back to Sydney and we picked up my 10 year wedding anniversary present. So we had, um, we waited, waited, come into the city with me on the Friday before I met the girls. And we had found, I actually did a shout on Insta and said, can you please recommend a jeweler? So I don't have any, like, I've got a lot of like nostalgic jewelry, but I, like, I didn't get an engagement ring because we had a secret engagement. And then three months later, we got married. We had a totally surprise wedding. No one knew we were getting married other than my sister and his best friend. And, so yeah, I never just, just never had an engagement ring and then money was tight for a few years and it just didn't feel like something that we should be spending money on. And when Wade said, what would you like for your kind of birthday anniversary? I said, I'd, I'd really like a ring. Like I'd really like a ring to wear with our, with my wedding ring to say, you know, this is our 10 year, our 10 year, my 10 year ring. And so I did the shed on Instagram because um, I just wouldn't know where to start buying jewelry in Sydney or anywhere. And then someone messaged me back and she said, oh, you need to go to this particular jeweler's. And we sought her out and we, yeah, we went up to her, it's like her workshop. She's a female entrepreneur. She was actually in the Strand Arcade and she, her name is Victoria Buckley. And she said, actually, this rent is getting really expensive. I just want to get back to like the art and the, the joy of what I do and the love of what I do. So she took this space. Uh, it's almost like feels like you're going to an office building. And then she's got this beautiful showroom and her workspace and her office is there. And we looked around and I just fell in love with a particular ring. And the strangest thing was I tried it on and I loved it. There was three different sizes and I, I think I went for the medium size, I think. And I wanted yellow gold to match my wedding ring. So we weren't able to get it on the day. And the strangest thing, I tried it on, I loved it. And then only a few minutes later, then I looked at the name of the ring. And it was actually the name that we had said, if we ever had a, another baby and we had a girl, it's the girl's name. And I just looked at Wade when I saw the name and showed him and he went, wow, it just felt like this really incredible, I called them God moments. It felt like a God moment. So yes, we, we drove back from our anniversary and in, in, on the coast and we drove through the city and we picked up my ring. And, oh my God. It's so beautiful. Like I've had it. How long have I had it? A month, five weeks. And I'm still like obsessed with it. I just look at it all the time. It is so beautiful. And my friend Rachel, um, pointed out and I, I didn't, was it Rachel or Leela? I can't remember. Someone pointed out, um, there's a ring in the, there's a diamond in the middle. And then it's got four diamonds on either side. And I can't remember now, one of my friends anyway pointed out, like, how lovely is that? It's like the four, the, the, almost like the square of your family. And I went, ah, that's so true. So yes, obsessed with my ring. And I just feel like that ring just, I said this to Wade as well, like just the energy that we were in together, picking the ring and picking up the ring. It just feels like it's bottled in that ring. Like it's just, it's almost like it's got, it's charged up with so much love and connection and gratitude and joy, like joy. So yeah, that was a huge, 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 huge highlight um, of this year was my 40th and our anniversary in the whole experience. And another big highlight this year was Lexi and Wilder's relationship. So it was tricky, right? I was doing these highs going, you know, what would one that would be specific to Lexi or what one would be specific to Wilder? And I just feel like so much of our, obviously we had the travel and all of, you know, that excitement, but so much of the joy I'm finding from the season that we're in is just the little everyday moments. And it's a real practice for me just to pause and go, oh, just soak that in, like almost take a mental Polaroid of what's going on right now. And their relationship is just so beautiful. So she's five now, he's 17 months, almost 18 months as I'm recording this and almost a year and a half. And just to see them together, like <laughs> they're just gorgeous. He is obsessed with her. He thinks she is the coolest person in the whole wild world. And he really like trusts her. 
because she started lifting him down from things and I didn't realize until it was almost the job was done. She, he was sitting on his, his high chair and I turned around to, I don't know, put a nappy in the bin and wash my hands or something. And I turned back and he had put his arms out to Lexi as in to say, can you get me down? And she had put her arms up and lifted him down. She's so strong and lifted him down. And I was like, oh, that's how much he trusts her, you know, that she's the one he turns to, to lift him onto things or to help him with things. And her favorite thing at the moment is helping him get down the stairs. So she holds his hand, her hand, his hand so gently and takes him down the stairs. And he really trusts her. Like, I think that's really, really beautiful. Like he sees her as being so fun, but he trusts her so deeply. And they share a room now. So they've been sharing a room for over a year now, which to be honest, we're like, oh God, can we just move already and get them a room of their own? And they've settled now, thankfully, like they, they don't seem to wake each other up as much, more like early mornings that they wake each other up. And I'll hear him in the morning going, eh, eh, he's trying to wake her up. And then he gets up, he's got a metal water bottle. So he smashes the water bottle off the cot um, bars to like wake her up. It's hilarious. And then she gets up and she gets into his cot with them. And I went in just last week and he's sitting on her knee. Like he does this little thing, like where he shuffles back onto your knee. So he's like in position and he's sitting on her knee and she's reading him a story and it's just magic. Like, it's just so beautiful seeing them together. And yes, what did, what else did she do? Oh, she got, so we got his nappies delivered. We have his nappies on subscription and she made like a cubby house. So she turned it upside down and like cut out a door and cut out a window and put a little like a ribbon on the little string on the door so she can open and close it. And the two of them, I got the cutest photo of them. Like they turned it upside down. The two of them are sitting in the, in it together, just like squeezed in and they're just so happy. <laughs> so their relationship has been a huge highlight this year. It's been really, really special. And I'll take off a, a low. So a low was getting the vid. So <laughs> I'm sure we weren't the only household like this. Myself and White sitting there over breakfast going, okay, a lot of people have the vid now. When, when is it going to come knocking for us? When are we going to get it? And then Wade, I was meant to have a photo shoot on a Saturday morning. And then I was meant to be going away on a three-day retreat the following Monday with some of my my kind of longtime mentees. And he had been at an army thing all week down in Canberra. And he came back and he was sitting there having breakfast in the morning. He's like, babe, I just don't really feel great. And I was like, okay, well, should you do a rat test? Like, because I need to go to this photo shoot. My hair and makeup artist is arriving in 40 minutes. Like, you need to do this test. So we sat there and did two COVID tests. And he was like, what does two lines mean? And I'm like, are you fucking serious? Seriously? So he had the vid. And then I had to cancel the photo shoot. Post, well, postpone the photo shoot. Postpone the retreat. I was devo. And then we said, okay, well, if we're going to have to isolate anyway for a week. I can't even remember what it was now because everything has obviously changed since then. Our friends have a, uh, they had a holiday home up on the central coast. So we're like, oh, let's just go there and we'll have a big backyard for the kids to run around and you know, just a bit more space. So we packed up the car and we left to the central coast. And then Wilder tested positive on the Monday. I tested positive on the Tuesday and Lexi tested positive on the Wednesday. So we all had it in one hit, which was obviously intense but I'm just actually, I was just so glad that we just got it done. Like we were away anyway. We'd already written off kind of that week. Um, and then the kids, Wilder had a fever for three days, was pretty cranky, wasn't really eating. He was feeding. I was still feeding him. He was he was still feeding. Lexi basically had COVID for 12 hours. She looked really fatigued. I was going to get my PCR test and I brought her with me just in case. And I just looked in the mirror, the, the rear view mirror went, oh, you're really looking very tired and had we both had our PCRs which obviously came back positive and then we got home and she was just quite le like lethargic she had a fever we put her to bed at normal at seven she woke up at nine saying she had a headache we gave her some Panadol she went back to sleep and woke up the next morning perfect so Lexi <laughs> definitely had the easiest the easiest COVID experience of the four of us and then um yeah, I, I mean, physically, I felt the symptoms were okay. Like it never got into either myself or Wade's chest. None of us got it in our chest. Just headachey, body achey, like weird aches, very tired. And got back to Sydney on Sunday. And yeah, the following week, I was like, okay, cool. Like I should be business as usual. And I was fooked. Like I was exhausted, really depressed, like really got myself into quite a dark, I mean, not suicidal, but a really dark place. Um. Yeah. And I didn't, I, and I talked about it on Instagram because I feel like no one else is talking about this. Like to me, it felt like COVID had a very heavy energy to it. 
And I talked about it and I had a few people message me back. Oh my God, I thought it was just me. I'm experiencing this too. And ever since then, like even the other night, one of my mentees reached out and said, oh, like she's down with the vid, she's in the UK. And she's like, you know, what did you do to get out of this kind of mindset slump that that it brought? So um, yeah, kinesiology was amazing for me. And then also acupuncture as well made a huge difference and just rest. But uh, obviously that was a low, you know, getting the vid. But then at the same time, I was really grateful that it was a pretty, pretty low touch experience for us. And uh, yeah, that we were in a position to self-isolate. You know, just think about, you know, how many people don't have what we have, you know, in Australia as well. So yes, that, that was a low, but kind of felt like a necessary low. I mean, pretty much everyone we know has had it. My dad hasn't had it yet, weirdly. But yeah, everyone else has. <laughs> except Daddy Murphy. So yes, that was a a, a low. Uh, Another huge high from this year was my friendships. They have just like, wow. I feel like I I think I'm pretty sure I talked about my friendships and my personal highs and lows at the end of last year as well, this episode. But my friendships this year have just gotten to a whole other level. And for me, I'm, I'm a real quality over quantity people. Like I've got and I've accepted this about myself, like Wade is someone who's got so many friends, like so many friends and besties and like groups, like lots of different groups of friends. And I look at him sometimes and I'm really jealous because I'm like, why have you got so many friends? But for me, it's just, yeah, I'm, 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 I go deep with a very small number of people. I've realized that's, that's, that's who I am. (laughs) So yeah, just the depth that my friendships got to this year. I'm trying to articulate this. The depth, but that depth came from shared really tough experiences together and shared really high, like really joyful experiences together. Like, yeah, like calling a friend at 10, 15 one night and her saying, just come over, like just come over at one point this year to just being so incredibly joyful together uh, at different times. It's It's been really, really special. Like I talked recently about how I was creating like my, my life vision as part of the Huffman process, which I'll talk about in a few minutes. And for me, the friendships were like the rider dies, you know, those, those women who are with you, like they've got your back, you've got theirs and you get to experience those lows together, but also those, those highs, you know, to be those people that you're riding and dying regardless of, of what's going on. And uh, so that's been really, really special. Just that very small group of friends that I feel that about, it's been really, and hopefully they feel like that about me. It's, it's been an incredible blessing this year. Um, and I've really, really appreciated that. And then also reconnecting with some of my Irish friends. I've been back in Ireland and meeting up with some of my friends there and having that time with them was really, really special. And just that feeling where you haven't seen each other for three years, but like you just pick up where you left off three years ago. Like that's, that's such a gift, isn't it? To, to have people like that in your life. So friendships were a huge high this year as well. Another big high was my glow up. So uh, I guess I need to preempt this one with one of the lows, which was just (laughs) continued disrupted sleep as a result of our darling boy waking up for night feeds. And so Lexi slept through from six weeks. She was a freaking unicorn. And Wilder was still, he slept through for maybe two, three weeks when he was about six months old, I think. And I worked with a sleep consultant and we got him sleeping through, which was amazing. And then he just kind of went back to waking up for feeds each night. So one to two times he would be up every night. And yeah, I just, I think I was telling myself, look, it's not that bad because you get up, you feed him and he goes straight back to sleep. And mostly you go back to sleep unless your kind of brain kicks in about something that's happening the next day or something that's on my mind, it was on my mind. So I was kind of telling myself, look, it's not that bad, particularly when you hear stories of women who are up, you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten times a night, like, holy God. And I just felt like, Lorraine, you should just be grateful. Like, this isn't, this is not that bad. I kept telling myself it's not that bad. And, but honestly, I was actually really tired. And I think it's a case of you don't realize how tired you are until you're sleeping again. So that disrupted sleep really was very, it wasn't exhausting. It was wearing, if that makes sense. Like just that continuous up every night. And yeah, it, 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 it was wearing. And when we came back, so I didn't want to wean Wilder before we went away because I wean Wilder, Lexi, at 13 months and we were going to be in Ireland for the thir- or Ireland, Spain for the 13 months. And I just didn't want to wean him because it was his first time on a plane. No, because he'd done ballet. 
Um, but it was a long haul and I just wanted to be able to comfort him with jet lag and any of the things. And taking off and landing, I always feed feed fed our babies taking off and landing because it helps their ears, the, the popping, the pressure on their ears. So yes, didn't wean him until we were away. And then, oh my God, we were down to like morning and night feeds before we went away. And in Spain, because it was so hot, he was feeding on the hour. I'm not even joking. Every hour he was looking for boob. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, we've just gone backwards so hard here. <laughs> so so I kind of had to recommence the weaning process when we got back. So we got down to, it actually was very quick in the end. We got down to morning and night feeds again pretty quick in August. And then I just said to Wade, like, we need to night wean because I knew I was going, I was hosting a retreat in Noosa in October. And I was like, I, like, I need to start this with him because I'm, I'm not, I don't, I don't want him looking for me during the night. It's not fair on you to, to deal with that. And, and obviously to him either. So I waited one night. I was dreading it. So we did the first night. He was up for two hours with Wade. And then the second night, I think he did an hour. The third night I took Lexi away for the night into down to Bondi. And Wade said he was up for, I think, half an hour and he settled fine. And then that was it. The child slept through. And one of my mentees, Liz, had said to me, you just need to, you just need to stop. You just need to night wean him. You need to night wean him. And I'm, no, he needs the milk. He does not need the milk. (laughs) Yeah. So to start sleeping from like towards the end of August, I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. And then I was just on a mission. I was like, okay, that feels, you know, chances are Wilder's our, our last baby. So I still, I still sound very undecided on that, don't I? So I was like, okay, that's it. That, that chapter you know, obviously I was really sad to see it closing. I was quite emotional, but it also felt like, okay, my body, it's it's mine again and I can wear whatever I want and I have to worry about having breastfeeding friendly clothes. And I was just like, all right, let's do it. This is my glow up. I designed my, my whole glow up. So, and that was on multiple levels. So it was kicked off by sleeping, feeling amazing. And then I was like, okay, let's just upgrade everything about you personally. So physically, I got into strength training. I found myself a brilliant PT. Well, my friend Stace recommended a brilliant PT, Tegan. So I started doing strength training. I did lots of walking. I did 75 hard. It's called phase one, which is if you've already done 75 hard, it's like 30 days. So I exercised twice a day. I they, they call it a diet, but I just didn't have sugar or gluten or alcohol or caffeine for a month. And just, yeah, got really, really really energized, really clean, got back in my body again, it felt like. And and then there was some grooming things. So I, I I have extensions to thicken my hair, but I actually got them for length rather than thickness. So my hair is longer than it normally is, which I've been really enjoying. I really recommitted to facials again with Facialist on Darling. So Karen looks after my face and does the most incredible job. So I really got my glow on. Again, I felt with my, my skin and got my fake lashes done. So yeah, just felt like, okay, feeling feeling really good. I went and got two new sets of activewear because the activewear I had, I'd bought when I was like, Wilder was just born, I think. And they'd obviously stretched quite a bit and had a, had a good workout. I only ever have two sets of activewear at a time. So I bought some new activewear, which felt really like sexy and fresh. And, and I really love, love, even now, still love wearing them months later. And, and then... Yeah, I got all, not all new, but I got new underwear. So got rid of the the feeding bras and got some really beautiful underwear, which I'm loving. It just feels so good to wear it. And then there was things around spirituality as well. I went to a couple of really beautiful events during my glow up. So my friend Clara Bede, who is my spiritual uh, guru on my own retreats that I host, she hosted a beautiful event on the Central Coast for the day. I went there at my friend Jacqueline and we had a beautiful day. And it just felt like this is a day just for me. Like I hadn't done that other than Bali, obviously, even though like I was rushing back for a while to then. And then I also did a lovely sound healing and yin yoga afternoon that I invited uh, Jules and Stace came to that, my friends as well. So just some things there and just giving myself space for me as well was felt really, really, really good. And then there was some health things. So I got my skin check. I only did that the other day. That was one that was put on the long finger. But yeah, just got all my skin checked and had cervical screening, which was really overdue. And I went to see a naturopath and had full bloods done just to kind of give myself a bit of a check-in where my body was at and have a plan now with her. So I was, I was actually really happy with the results of those, just a couple of things that I need to supplement with. So yeah, there was some health things as well. And it all just felt like I was doing lots of little things. And I had a photo shoot in, when was that? Early October. 
Yes. And the photos are beautiful. Like Greg, who's always my photographer, just loved them. He did an amazing job. And when Greg uploaded the photos onto, because sometimes he just sends me a Dropbox link, but he put them onto this, uh, what is it? It's like a, a gallery website thingy. And it just so happened that they were, the, the gallery that he uploaded from the shots this year were just next to a gallery from December last year. And I just clicked into the photos from last year and I, it was like kind of a, quite a close up photo of my face popped, popped up first from last year. And I just went, holy shit. I didn't recognize myself. I, I, I took me a couple of seconds to go, oh my God, that's you. Like, that's you. I looked so tired. And I, mean, I looked at those photos last year and I thought they were really nice. And like, I posted them and I used them and stuff. But when I put it like side by side with the photos from this year, oh my God, like the difference was incredible. And I sent them to Wade, like the old photo and the, 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 the latest photo to wait on WhatsApp. And I was like, oh my God, look at this difference. And I said, you know, this glow up is really working or something like this. And then he sent back this massive list. He was like, yeah, you're sleep." Oh no, I said sleep. I was like, I'm sleeping. Like, look at the difference in sleeping. He's like, yeah, but babe, it's not that. He was like, you're sleeping. You don't have the overhang of, you know, COVID hanging around and restrictions and all the things that there was there last year. Like you're having way more sex. You know, your relationships are way better. You're closer to your friends. He just gave me this whole like list. <laughs> Of all the reasons that I'm looking better. I was like, okay, thanks, babe. Thanks, babe. Point taken. Point taken, Wade. So yeah, it was it was quite an interesting one. Like I felt so good during that glow up and I still do now. I guess I'm still on it, but it's just kind of be, has become normal. It's like the, the norm rather than the, okay, trying lots of different things at the same time. Um, but those photos, like seeing the December photo and the October photo from this year was like, wow, like I see it in myself. It was really, really crazy. And I guess the lesson that I want to pass back on that is just to do those small things, you know, maybe the strength training on its own didn't, wouldn't have felt like a big thing, but the, the, the compound effect of that. And then the, the fact that just as strength training, for an example, you know, time for me, like two sessions a week, that was really just about me feeling stronger, feeling back in my body again, which meant I was sleeping better, which also meant that because I was doing that strength training, I was eating more protein. I was even eating, eating even cleaner felt so much better in my body, which meant that I wanted to wear like sexier clothes, sexier underwear, ended up having way more sex. Like it's just this knock on effect. So I think that's one thing that I'd really want to pass back as part of this episode in terms of those learnings is whether it's strength training or whether it's clean eating or whether it's putting in a weekly uh, walk with your friends, which is something I didn't mention with the friendships. Like I've got a weekly walk with one friend on a Monday, another weekly. So myself and Leela walk at seven o'clock on Monday nights, myself and Stace walk at 6am on Tuesday mornings. Whatever those little things are, please don't underestimate the compound effect of those little things because you do one thing, which has a knock on effect on the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. So that glow up has, was, was amazing and just felt like a really nice thing after giving so much in terms of breastfeeding for so long and getting up during the night just to feel that there's things that I'm doing for me now to 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 make me feel and look good it just felt amazing so I'm really really regretful for that glow up and I'll talk about the the business glow up more uh, in the business episode but that whole journey that I was on as a glow up for me personally then turned into a whole platform that I created in the business which was really really fun so yeah that was a, a huge huge highlight from this year was that personal glow up and just feeling like I've still got that. I'm, I'm still feeling the benefits of, of those few, few small changes, which has been really, really great. And so that was the glow up. The next high that I had this year was Wade and I. So we have, yeah, just particularly in the last four. Yeah, honestly, I think I would tee it up with when I started sleeping again <laughs> properly. It's been amazing we've been just feel like we've really gotten super, super close, super connected, uh, really, really enjoying spending time with each other. Obviously parenting isn't super sexy or enjoyable sometimes, but uh, yeah, I feel like the time that him and I have together, I'm really, really, really enjoying that time. Sex is next level at the moment. As you know, I like to share, <laughs> overshare sometimes in these, but it's been next level. And that's, incredibly helpful because and I wrote about this in my step into you book when when we have times where like we haven't connected physically for a while it's like he's grating on me like this it's almost like we're sandpaper against each other like the irritation and all the things 
And then we make love and it's like it's unicorns and glitters and rainbows in the household again. So I've really been even more tuned into that over the few months and just, yeah, felt how powerful, how powerful sex is to, to bring us together and, and connect us. And yeah, it's like a really deep lol, reconnection. And um, yeah, I feel really, really, really grateful for him and for our relationship and some of the big decisions we've made this year, which I'll, I'll touch on more of those in, in a few minutes. So yeah, that's been great. I'm loving our relationship and I'm loving our, my ring because every time I see it, I'm like, oh, that's who we are. And I just said to him the other day, I was like, it was actually just yesterday morning. And I just said to him, you know, how cool is it that we've been together 13 years and we still are this, like this together? Like, it's amazing. And I think the, oh, I feel emo again. I just feel really, really lucky to have him and to have us. And I also feel really grateful that we do the work on us, if that makes sense. Like we, I, I need to be really clear, like it has not been an easy year in our relationship because obviously me not sleeping and just general life stress and business and, you know, busyness. And, and I just feel really grateful that he's there to do the work with me. You know, uh, we are doing therapy at the moment again with our therapist, Robert, which is very much as a way of like, how, how good can we be rather than please, Robert, get us out of this hole <laughs> like it's been before in the past. And and that's been incredible, you know, to do go deeper with him in those sessions and to feel that deepened connection. I just feel really grateful that he's there to do that with me. Um, and we're, I guess we're there to do it together. I'm there to do it with him as well. So yeah, that has been amazing, amazing this year. And oh, okay, I need to breathe. Very emo after that one. And on a less romantic note, but something else I'm really proud of us for achieving this year is we bought another investment property and uh, it was interesting, right? So we bought a place on the Gold Coast in 2018 because I sold my first business. I was like, we can work anywhere. Well, I could. And then Wade, uh, we, we bought a place in in this beautiful area in Corumban Valley and we moved up there. We lived there for four months and Wade was commuting. So he was with us kind of three days a week and he was he was pretty much living in Sydney. He didn't really move and because he needed to be there for his business. So it put incredible pressure on him, especially it put so much pressure on our relationship. And I was so lonely up there. We came back after four months and I was just kicking myself. I'm like, Lorraine, why did we not try and like, why did we not rent somewhere up there? Like, why did you have to go, as you always do, head first, dive in, you know, overcommit. And then we've got this house now on the Gold Coast that we'll probably never live in. We had rented it out. We rented it out to tenants after we left. And it's been this real thing that I've just been like pissed with myself about buying rather than renting. Cause I'm like, what else could you have done with that money? You know, blah, blah, blah. And then when Wade got, so Wade, uh, Wade's business got absolutely smashed by COVID. If you're not across that. And he downsized the business a lot this year. Uh, last year, sorry, like pretty much put it into hibernation and he went to the army. So he got a, a leadership role in the army, which he's been really, really enjoying. And given that kind of stability with one of us earning kind of predictably <laughs> versus my lumpy business where it's like, you know, it's big chunks of cash at different times of the year, but then other months are quite lean, just depending on when things land. And um, I, yeah, he said, look, I think we could refinance the Gold Coast because the area's done really well in COVID and all the things. And bless him, he was amazing. He went and worked with Janine, our mortgage broker, and figured out what we could do and all the things. And one of our friends, Josh, is a buyer's agent. So we briefed Josh on a Friday and I said to him, you know, what because we knew how much we could borrow. And he said, I think we should look around the central coast and this is what we're looking at. He said, it's going to need to be a dual income property, i.e. that there's like a house and a granny flat on it in order to get what the this is way too much detail. Anyway, in order to kind of service the loan, that's what we need to do. So I said, okay, how long do you think it would be? And he said, well, could be six weeks, could be six months. Like I'll do my best just, just see. And I was like, okay, cool. Like we weren't in any major rush. And then wake up COVID the next day. Yes. He tested positive. We went up to the, the central coast on the Saturday and Josh emailed us on the Friday night and said, okay, I found this place. Like it's, it's not going to be on the market after tomorrow. He did this whole video walkthrough and oh no, sorry, it was a week later. It was a week later that he found the place. And then Wade was out of ISO by then. So he went to see it. I had never seen it. And we put in an offer and the, the, it was a bit of, we got gazumped, which is so annoying. But then we got the place anyway. And yeah, so I hadn't seen it 
until we went to do the pre-settlement inspection myself when we drove up and yeah I loved it I was like oh my god I, I could live here uh, so yeah it's kind of this thing of oh we've got a home in the center coast that we could live in if we wanted to so so yeah that was that felt like a really big win because we're, we're renting here in Sydney and you kind of see friends buying around us and we're like oh my god we should be buying in Sydney and that just kind of helps me feel calmer that it's okay if you got your plan investment properties like it's it's good everything is good so yeah that felt like a huge win and I think also <laughs> I feel like it it validated me like buying the Gold Coast house I'm like okay now it makes sense wait wait now it makes sense <laughs> so <laughs> it actually turned out to be a really good buy and we've got brilliant tenants which we're really really grateful for there as well and so a low this year was oh, Wade's business so he put it into hibernation because he said you know once borders are open it's going to be all good we can open up again but he had not let go but his team like he his team had to move on and get other jobs so it kind of came down to this thing of okay he could get the business going again this year because borders were slowly opening and things starting to go back to inverted commas normal uh but the challenge then is that he hasn't got any of his team anymore so he'd have to rebuild the team from square one so it was a really big decision for him to make to just close close the business down fully and he completed the last stage in that just before we left for Europe. So that's been really big for him to have built a business that was, oh God, it was valued at multi-millions in February 2020. And then a month later, like it basically had no value because they couldn't operate how they used to operate, sending university students overseas to developing countries. So that's been really, really tough. Um, and just, and, and, and I, I know for Everyone has had their impacts from COVID. And I know some businesses have been incredibly hard hit. I have to say of all my mentees and all the businesses I know, Waze was hit the hardest by far, like by far. And just to see someone go through that through no fault of their own, you know, they did everything, not everything, obviously they make mistakes, but him and his team built an incredible business. They did everything inverted commas right. They they were they were really getting to the place that it was all about to go boom, as in, in a good way, explode boom and and it didn't it went the opposite way and that's been really really tough to see him navigating that and the yeah just the the dream died you know that's this and to, to no fault of their own so that was really really tough this year and um i think i think I actually think that will take a while for him still to recover from it was very very big and i don't want to talk too much more about it because obviously it's his story but um it's been really hard to see that and witness that and um yeah, just to see him suffer, really, and, and to see his team suffer as well. So that was a big low from this year. And um, another high. God, it's really hard to pick myself up after the lows. I like I feel like when I'm in the highs, I'm like, woo! When I go to the lows, I, I'm kind of back there again. And another high from this year was the Hoffman process. So I did the Hoffman process last month. And if you're not familiar with the Hoffman process, it is it was designed by a man called Bob Hoffman in the US in uh, 55 years ago. And it was something that I'd heard about four or five years ago from a, an entrepreneur that was being interviewed by Tim Ferriss and um, Blake McCoskey. He's the founder of Tom's, if you know those shoes, the buy one, get one, shoes, give one. And I really I researched it at the time and I really liked the idea of it. And then Kind of looked at it again last year and it obviously wasn't the year to do it, given baby and all the things. And then this year at the start of the year, I was like, I really, I really want to do that. And I put it on my goals and I was like, I don't know how I'm going to have nine days to go and do this retreat, but it's on the goals anyway. And then once Wilder was weaned and I said, look, to me, that was my 40th gift to myself. Like what better way to celebrate your 40th birthday for yourself than to free yourself of any unnecessary baggage and crap and patterns that you might be hauling around on your back. So I committed to doing it and I did it and it was hands down the toughest, most joyful, most intense, most connected, scary experience I've ever had. <laughs> it was massive. And I've had so many requests on Insta to do a, and from my mentees actually to do a podcast episode. So I will do one. I'm going to do it as part of the Bold Darling podcast because it has helped me in every area of my life, like my relationships with my family, with Wade, our kids, my business, like for sure helped me so much with the business already. So I will do a separate podcast episode on it because it it needs like it it, it needs it. it. It deserves it. It's it's very big. Um but yeah, just in summary, it's it's run by a group of psychotherapists. And so there was four facilitators who ran it with us. There was 23 of us in the group and it was hosted up in Byron. 
and you yeah you go there like you I feel like I I faced my demons that year that week in a way that I've never faced them before and I've done lots of therapy I've done lots of meditation and coaching and mentoring and all the things as in being coached and being mentored and this was by far the biggest work I've ever done and it just felt so uh, I just felt so fortunate to be able to have that week to go there like there was no phones I shared a room there was no email like there was no connection with the outside world I called the kids from a facilitator's phone on the Tuesday night to say hi and I didn't speak to them again until the Friday so just to be able to have that space held for you and for Wade obviously to enable me to do that and the kids enable me to do that was huge absolutely huge and I loved it it's the best work I've ever done. And I'm so, so, so grateful that I did it. So I will, I will do a separate podcast episode on that, which will land early next year in the, within the Bold Darling podcast. But um, yeah, huge high from this year. Uh, so they were all the highs. Um, the only other low I had, which is a bit tricky, I didn't really know how to kind of articulate this. It wasn't like a low, but it's just more that low grade, like busyness around lifing with a business and two small children and trying to maintain friendships and maintain a marriage and stay healthy and you know, it's just it's just a feckin' lot isn't it and I'm sure if you're listening you're kind of there as well because you obviously in this group this 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 community like you get it but fuck it's a lot it is so much and So I feel like that was a low in terms of, but I couldn't like say, okay, on the 3rd of July, it was very hard. It's not that, it's just low grade. (laughs) So that's a really big intention for me next year is to create more spaciousness. Like how can I create more spaciousness around our home and just being really open to different solutions, even if they're not kind of the most obvious solutions that I would think of. And that's, that's a big thing that I'm pondering at the moment for next year. Um, So next year, I feel like I need to touch on next year before I wrap up 2022. So I feel like just overall, before I I kind of focus on 2023, I'm really, really grateful for 2022. I think it was a brilliant year for me on every level, actually. Like my family in terms of my kids with Wade, um, my family in Ireland, like getting to reconnect with them physically, like in person, like health-wise, friendships-wise, growth wise with the Hoffman process like yeah it's felt like a really good year and I'm really yeah really really grateful for that um so next year uh, I've got butterflies as I'm talking here because I'm about to tell you something very exciting that's happening next year and I haven't talked about it publicly at all yet so only yeah our kind of close friends families and uh my mentees know about this I'm telling my bold darling group this week but uh yeah I'm not pregnant I think that's probably where you were going to go but um we're actually moving overseas next year so next year my my words for next year are adventure and spaciousness so just like I talked about that spaciousness like I really really want to create that and just more adventure you know just the the YOLO year next year because I've built built this business now for four and a half years. It's doing really well, thankfully. And I'll talk more about the business in the business episode. And it's just a case of like, why not? Is kind of the, the thing that we're coming back to constantly at the moment, myself and Wade together. So next year we're moving overseas. And I, I wonder where you think we're moving. I think probably Bali is where most people will go to, which is where we would love to live in Bali at some point. But we're actually going to move to Spain. So we're going to move to Spain in February next year. And it's funny, whenever I tell anyone this, they're like, why, why Spain? Uh, So why Spain is that it's close to my family and I don't want to live in Ireland again, but I definitely want to be closer to my family and particularly for the cousins to have that time together. So it's close to family. We're talking about it, you know, a two and a half hour flight versus a 24 hour flight, which kind of changes the game a bit. (laughs) I like, I could go to Ireland for a weekend. Like I could just jump on a plane with Lexi or Wilder or both of them or none of them and just go to Ireland for a weekend. Like, oh my God. So definitely close to family is a huge one. I also have a cousin where we're moving. So we're going to be moving to the Costa Blanca. So we're going to be living in an area near Alicante. So it's right on the coast, southeast Spain. And so it's right on the coast and it's surrounded by mountains, like the most beautiful mountains in nature, ocean right there. And it's just beautiful. Like the climate is incredible. 
And I've got my cousin there. So it's that's why we were so busy when we went to Spain in July, because we were checking out all the different suburbs and where we'd like to live. So every day we went to a new suburb, <laughs> drove around, checked it out. And so, yeah, so my cousin is there, which is, that was my strategy when I moved to London in 2005. I said, okay, where do I know one person? And my bestie, Emily, who's still a bestie, was living in Brixton in London. So I moved to Brixton in London and that became kind of my, she became my anchor <laughs> from there. So yeah, so my cousin is there, which will be amazing just to have, you know, one family member in the area, which would be so good. And yeah, we have found um, a house. So just this week as I'm recording it, we've locked in a house, uh, which is beautiful. It's like our dream house. We have always dreamed, like as long as Wade and I have been together, we've dreamed of living, like looking onto like a national park or like backing onto a national park. And this house is it. The other thing we really wanted is a view. So where we are, we're in inner Western Sydney and we've got a lovely house, but it's you know, relatively small, particularly we went to Melbourne and saw all our friends' houses. We're like, oh my God, <laughs> we're living in a shoebox. And so we really wanted, yeah, just a view and some space because we can't see the sky. Like we sit out in our living room and we can't see the sky. All we can see is other people's houses around us. And it's got the most incredible view. So I'm so excited to wake up and see that every morning. Uh, we found a school for Lexi. So in July, we checked out some schools and we picked a school for Lexi. So she's going to be starting at an international school over there. And it's also a chance for us to learn Spanish, like to actually learn a language. So I speak French, very rusty now, obviously, but I can reactivate it. I speak Irish, but I've never, I've never learned Spanish properly. So I've got a few words, un poquito español, but I'm really, really excited to to learn Spanish. Wade's excited to learn Spanish and for the kids to learn Spanish. I mean, what, what an amazing experience for them. So Wade has some initial army consulting teed up as like a research project he's going to be doing for the army. And then, yeah, he's exploring a couple of business ideas and also obviously looking at getting getting a job like remotely, sorry, for a European business, but working remotely from Spain, which is a thing as we experienced in July. And, and yeah, my business is like, I can just pick it up and drop it. So all my mentees, um, I've got my annual mentees locked in for next year. I'm really excited to work with them again. So I've got a full day with each of them in January just to fill up their love tanks before I go. And then yeah, everything will be virtual and hopefully I'll get to see them obviously during the year at some point as well. So yeah, it's a why not? So we will be in Spain next year. <laughs> I'm getting so excited. Like we're, we've been packing our house for the last month, you know, just getting rid of non-essential things. Cause we're just going to offload everything. There's no point in paying to store everything. And cause we're saying we're going to go for a year to two years and it's just starting to feel really real. Like it's we're giddy now. We're getting really, really giddy about it. And I just can't wait to share the experience with you. And I'm going to just on, on Instagram, I ha I'm creating a new Instagram, uh, which is Lorraine X Spain. So Lorraine, like collaboration with Spain, Lorraine X Spain. And that is going to become more of my personal account. So I'll be sharing obviously adventure in Spain and what's going up for me personally. And then I'm going to transition my own Lorraine Murphy. So that at Lorraine Remarks right now is going to become the bold darling um, Insta. So I'll be on there. Obviously it's not just, I'll be on there as well, but I'll, it's more like my business account and talking about business. <clears throat> I found, I'll talk about this more in the, the business uh, episode, but I found a bit, I've just been really challenged with Instagram because am I on there as like a mom? Am I on there as like someone who's exercising? Am I on there to talk about business? It's just been a bit of an identity crisis on Insta, which I know sounds absolutely ridiculous and totally first world problem, but I'm excited just to kind of create a bit of clarity. So when I'm showing up on the bowl, darling, Insta, which is the one that if you're following me now, thank you. That's the one you already know and love. Hopefully love. <laughs> you know it anyway. Whether you love it is another question. And um, but yeah, I'll be showing up there more with my business hat on. And then the Lorraine X Spain is going to be more kind of the personal experience of Spain and so on. And I'll start posting on that. Like really once this podcast episodes goes goes out, I'll start posting on that. And just all like behind the scenes of what it takes to kind of pack up your life in Australia. So yeah, that's the big adventure for next year. And also that spaciousness, I'm hoping that that hoping planning that that move will help us facilitate that as well because any of my kind of in-person uh, like my phone, my, my mentoring calls or my bold darling sessions will all be happening between five and 10 a.m. every morning. And then it just means the rest of the day then is there for me to be proactive. So to work on like my content, the podcast, my emails, like just getting more on top of things. 
and and creating that spaciousness that on a Friday is that my day just to you know go do Lorraine things I, I'm, I'm really excited to play with that and there's something about moving country as well where you just get to create everything really not everything not, not my business but a lot of things from scratch so just using that as an opportunity to say okay well if I was to get super intentional and there's no legacy from how things were done in Australia how would I choose to design my life what would that what would that look like so I'm really really excited to of course do that but also to share that experience with you Now, I feel like I'm running over doing this one, so I need to press stop on this so I can record the business podcast because I've got my PT session later on. So thank you so much for listening. I I sometimes feel like these highs and lows episodes are highly indulgent, but I'm really hoping that you've enjoyed hearing about my year and it does also, of course, feel very one way because I don't get to hear about yours probably (laughs) unless we're friends or mentees. But yeah, I want to say thank you so much for, for listening and for following along and I will, there'll also be a business highs and lows from 2022 as well, which I'm about to record. So thank you so much for joining this episode and excited to share more with you over Instagram and also, uh, yeah, a big year next year. So wishing you a very happy new year. This episode will be dropping between Christmas and year. So wishing you a wonderful end to 2022, sending love and I'm excited to yeah talk to you next year as well. Thank you for being part of this week's episode. It was remarkable to have you. I am always keen to hear your thoughts, questions, ideas, and suggestions for future topics for the podcast. So please get in touch on Instagram. My handle is at Lorraine Remarks and through my website, LorraineMurphy.com.au. If you're enjoying what I'm putting out here, please do rate, review, or subscribe to the podcast so more people can find out about it and we can build this special community. Or even better, do all three. Chat to you next week.